Welcome to the Our Infinite God podcast. This podcast exists to encourage the local church to right thinking and right actions by meditating on God. We believe that right understanding of our infinite God will give us a clearer picture of everything else. My name is Alex Cook. My name is Philip Long. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Alex. Hey, what's up, Philip? Not much, man. Hey, normally it feels like I'm hosting you in my office. Yeah. Or in Fountain Inn, but today uh, I'm coming to visit you. I've come up here to visit you, and you are my host. So tell me about where we are and what we're doing today. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite places in the world, which is also where I work, is Camp McCall in uh, Pickens County, up in the mountains, like a stone's throw from North Carolina. <laughs> And so, yeah, and we have a special guest with us today. Yeah, introduce our guest for us. Yeah, um, it is the director here at Camp McCall, Spinner Allen. Good morning. Good morning. We're really glad to have you. Thank you for carving out time. I know you're a very busy person with lots of responsibilities, uh, but we wanted to just sit down. Uh, I told Alex early on when we made our list of people we wanted to interview, uh, you were were on that very first list because we just really respect you. The work you do and uh, want to hear more about it today. Well, thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, yeah so the first question is, um, Spinner, how about you introduce yourself and uh, brief, uh, briefly tell us uh, what Camp McCall is? Well, my name is Spinner. As was mentioned, I am the director here at Camp McCall. I have been here, this is year number 16. Wow. I was a camper, grew up coming to camp here. And then I was here for nine summers seasonally back in the uh, last century, in the 80s and (laughs) 90s, after I graduated from high school and college. And then I left for the better part of 20 years, came back six years ago as director. South Carolina has three camps. Camp McCall is the designated camp for boys in the state of South Carolina. Uh, they have a designated camp for girls, Camp Levita, and then a uh, kind of a joint co-ed conference center down at White Oak. So Camp McCall is the Baptist camp for boys. Been here since 1960. This is our 61st year of ministry. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. And we'll probably get into this a little bit later on, but might as well hit it now. Um, so the last 60 years, we've had summer camp every single year until this year. Correct. Yeah. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so uh, we're recording this early June of 2020, and uh, our, our camp, like many other camps around the country, was uh, dramatically affected by the coronavirus, and so we had done all the prep work, all of our staff was hired, and then in, in April we had to cancel the month of June, and then in late May we canceled all of our programming for July and August. And so this is the first year in 61 years that we haven't had campers here on property, uh, and it's it's definitely a little bit of a punch to the gut. Uh, I think there's definitely a grieving process that goes on for Absolutely. for us as staff, and certainly for campers and parents and churches. And so we're we're kind of in the middle of of a pivot to what we do uh, as a place that's set up to host camps when camps can't happen. So that's right. a, that's kind of a big ongoing conversation we're having right now. And so I'm, I'm kind of still in your next question, Philip. Okay. But it, it dovetails nicely with what he just said. You know, we aren't having camp this summer, but God's redeeming the time. Yeah. And uh, 
Yeah, and that's what I saw. Like as we were, I think we wrote these questions probably before that decision was, was made. Yep. Um, because one of the things that I've been impressed, kind of as a newcomer to the to Camp McCall, is just uh, your intentional discipleship, and I've seen that. Yes, with the campers who come, but maybe even more so with the staffers. But then the shift with the virus is that you guys are doing discipleship, but just in a different way. So I don't know if there's going to be too much to pack into one question. So feel free to take this in sure. whatever pieces you want. But tell me a little bit about, is this what you're about to ask about? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about Kent McCall's philosophy, your philosophy, your strategy on discipleship. Maybe in a normal season, right, right? But then also the way you've taken that and shifted that uh, to the way you're able to do that now. Sure. So let me let me back up maybe just a, a little bit, and that might help explain it. I'm sure there are people who have who have defined discipleship much more eloquently than than I will. But for kind of a common person's explanation, I, I see discipleship as kind of the difference between being a student uh, versus being a disciple. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is. If I go to go to school and I take a math class, that math professor will teach me addition and subtraction and fractions, but I'm not really studying his life. I don't I don't join my life to his to see how he deals with his family or how his faith grows. I'm just learning about math. Uh, the difference being, you know, that we see Jesus modeling this in the scriptures is that that he had these 12 men that, that he invited into his kind of inner circle and he spent his three years of kind of public ministry with them. You know, we call them his disciples and he modeled what it is to to lead that lifestyle of, of growth and, and of ministry here. And so, you know, we see for a full-time staff at Camp McCall, we have four full-time staff members, you know, we all agree that our real ministry isn't really to campers. As a full-time staff member, I don't interact with campers that much I mean a couple times but uh, a day but I interact with staff guys all day every day yeah. and even in this nine months that we don't have camp we we interact with staff and so we really see our ministry as as pouring into the life of these we have about 40 guys here in the summer call it 17 to 23 or 24 and we really believe that they're the next generation of leaders in our state whether yeah. that's in their homes, in their churches, in their businesses, in their schools. I mean, these are the guys who are going to be in leadership positions 5, 10, 15 years from now. Yep. So so we re- really believe that we're called to to role model, uh, you know, what it looks like to be a dedicated and growing believer. Mm-hmm. And we try to just to pour that into to them, into every aspect of, of that life. And so that was kind of a long, wordy answer. No, that's great. Um, but... To, to tie that into what we're doing this summer, when we realized probably a month ago that it seemed very unlikely that camp was going to happen, we started thinking about what can we do with our staff guys because, as we said, that's what our priority is. And we felt like even if we lose the summer for camp, we didn't want to lose the summer of investing in these guys' lives. So we basically created a, uh, a very intentional discipleship program. There are two four-week sessions, one for the month of June, one for the month of July. We have about half of our staff here. Uh, we thought that would be a smaller number, manageable number, with some of the kind of the distancing guidelines we have to deal with. But very, it's just a very intentional discipleship time. Every time we have, every day we have structured time of you know individual prayer and, and devotions and quiet times. We have structured times of big group 
uh, times. We have speakers coming in. We have chapel a couple nights a week. We have different people coming in to talk about how they do ministry uh, around the state. Uh, we're taking these guys out. We're trying to do at least one mission project, service project every week in the local church. And so right. basically it's just the time of, of pouring into them and helping them to continue to grow uh, as where they are. Yeah, and that's really powerful. I think there's a, a mindset. Uh, you know, our, our goal here is trying to help the local church. And many times people think of church as get people to a service on Sunday morning where they're all in one big group and they sing some sing songs and they hear the proclamation of the word. And and that is where a major part of my work and energy goes toward that. That is really important. But that's not the end of discipleship. And so what I right. love being able to see in kind of a parachurch organization right. like yours is that you're able to put your the majority of your focus into discipleship. Yep. And and there's a you know, not a, we of course we want as many people to hear the gospel as possible. But then you, you're right. You point to Jesus. Well, he invested most of his time in a very few people, and that changed the world. Mm. And that can feel so paradoxical. It can feel yeah. backwards to invest in a few, and yet I think it's a great model. And we know, we, we recognize that one of the downsides to camp ministry is because in, in the normal summer, we will have well over 2,000 kids here from several hundred Southern Baptist churches across the state. Yeah. And that's a fantastic thing. But we realize that for the most part, we don't have any follow-up with those guys. Right. We have them for a week. Maybe they come back a second week, so you know, five or ten days or whatever. And then for the most part, that's our the end of our interaction with them. And so at that point in time, they go back to the local church, yeah. which is you know where, where that discipleship does and should happen. And so we recognize that that's, that's a thing that we, we would love to change that. I don't know how in kind of the contemporary camp model that's, that's possible, but that's something we think about. Yeah. 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 But I think to be intentional, I, and I was a part of different camps growing up. I was a staffer for a, for a camp in Alabama and they didn't have the same intentional discipleship program in place that you have for your staffers. Mm. And I think to notice that opportunity you have is really powerful. So yeah, I love that. Um, just going back before we move on to the next question, uh, something you said um, that I kind of wanted to highlight was, uh, so last summer our theme was legacy. And uh, we, uh, we were showing how Camp, God has used Camp McCall and its legacy over the past 60 years um, to accomplish his purposes, to plant churches, to send missionaries. And uh, it's just, it's really cool to look back and see that. And so, like, one example of that is uh, we do cabin missionaries. And every single one of our cabin missionaries last year was a former Camp McCall staffer. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, that discipleship, we can see that played out throughout history, through that legacy. And also, I want to just take this time and say I appreciate um, Spinner, uh, you kind of leading the charge on this because uh, we would be, um, there's plenty to do here at camp. <laughs> um, I mean, 322 acres, 30 buildings to maintain. There's plenty to do. But I'm glad that God laid it on your heart to come up with a discipleship program to redeem this time and we could be um, strategic and intentional in the life of these guys who will be missionaries, pastors, church planners, or just deacons uh, and just faithful members in the churches. Or elders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. amen. Yeah. Um, and uh, sorry, I know we're going to move on, but I, yeah. the, the time 
period in these these guys' life is just such a crucial time Absolutely. period too. Absolutely. And I think back to to this period of my life of you know coming out of high school, going into college, just that that period is where you're finding yourself, you're figuring yeah. out what your priorities yeah. are, you're setting a trajectory for the rest of your life. And so to be able to pour deeply, I mean I feel like an investment in anybody is important, but there's sometimes that it multiplies and this right. is you're 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 steering the boat in a very important yeah. season. Yeah. yeah. One of the things that you had asked about in your original list that I think I really appreciate about it, Kent McCall, is uh, this part of the core values where mm-hmm. uh, everyone needs adventure, adversity, and accountability. Sure. Uh, I love that. I think that's really powerful. Will you speak to why that uh, is important to you and what kind of motivates that a little bit? Sure. I'll say I'll say three quick things. Uh, adversity, I believe that especially in America, we have a fairly uh, cushy lifestyle. Cushy is probably not the best word for it, but you know, we, we probably this coronavirus is the most struggle and difficulty that many people have had in a long time. Right. Yeah. I don't know that this generation would have would have made it through successfully the Great Depression, and so. But I think that in times of adversity, whether that's physical or personal relationships or whatever, we we discover who we really are. It, mm-hmm. it exposes us and it helps us to be better people. And I think mainly we are capable of so much more than we really think we are. I think adversity yeah. helps define that. How does that how does that impact the way Kent McCall does ministry? Sure. I think part of it is is kind of our setting. Uh, you know, we're remote, we don't have air conditioner, we don't have cell con- connections, we don't have uh, digital uh, stuff that so many kids these days are used to. We're active all day long. We're out doing hikes, we're climbing mountains, we're swimming in the heat. Uh, and although you might think, oh, that's that's not that bad. For a lot of kids in this generation, that's a that's a, right. it's a push. that's a kind of a rude adversity. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. that is adversity to them of having yeah. to deal in the heat and the bugs and the thunderstorms and and those kind of things. And so, I think that helps it, help them learn who they are and what they are capable of. Mm. Uh, the adventure part, I think we all have a uh, innate sense of adventure in our lives. I think that's what has driven people for generations to discover what's over that next horizon or yeah. hey what's let's sail beyond the, the horizon and see what's there and so you know in, in 2020 there's not a lot of lands that have yet to be discovered and that kind of stuff and I think we fill that void with all sorts of bad destructive choices especially mm-hmm. young people right I think they they feel that need to take chances and to be risky with with drugs and alcohol and sexual behavior and all sorts of stuff so if we can provide an outlet to funnel some of that need for adventure in a, in a healthy, productive way, I think that's that's a good thing. The last thing I would say there, accountability, is uh, I believe that we all, you know, especially men, no matter where you are, we need accountability. I yeah. think, you know, you can look all through history, and, and most of the time when we see these really high-profile people failing, whether that's people from the Bible, whether that's people in our own country and politics, whatever, most of the time it's because they had very little to no accountability. Mm, And especially for a man in the 21st century America, we buy into this idea that we're independent. We can do it by ourselves. We don't need any accountability. And I, Mm. I don't, I don't think that's true. And so we try to to put some structures in place among campers, but especially among our staff where they can encourage each other uh, all the time through personal stuff, through spiritual stuff, through relationships, that they can hold each other accountable and to, to a higher standard. That's good. I think I love the partnering accountability with that adventure, to your point about we seek adventure just innately, and if we don't have that accountability, then we start to seek that in the wrong places. Right. And so if we have some, some, some guardrails, then that adventure can put us to a lot of neat 
awesome places that we'd never get to absolutely if we don't have those guardrails to keep us going the right direction so absolutely yeah, I like that I love that part of Kent McCall's core values I think that's really helpful yeah, and just to recap those core values, there are four of them, and, uh, and I'm just going to read them off real yeah. quick. Uh, one, everyone needs to experience God. Mm-hmm. And uh, two, camp is preparation for life. Three, being outside is good. Amen. And then four, every, may, everyone needs, especially men, adventure, adversity, and accountability. Um. Okay, so I touched a little bit on missions, but let's dive a little bit deeper. What is Camp McCall's role in missions? Sure. So I think probably first and foremost, our role in missions is the idea of missions education, that we support the work of the local church and the state denomination by helping uh, campers and staff learn and understand and engage in, in missions. Uh, we, and we do that a, a couple different ways. Uh, in a normal, normal week of camp, we have a different camp pastor, but we also have a different camp missionary. And that changes throughout the summer. Those guys come and they stay with us in the whole week, and so it's a great time for staff guys to, to interact with a, you know, quote, real-life missionary. Yeah. Uh, over the years, we've tried to get a huge variety of missionaries come in. Uh, you know, we have the, the very traditional missionary who's serving uh, maybe internationally or domestically, but, you know, just off the top of my head, we've had prison chaplains and military chaplains and people working with refugees and guys doing sports ministry and people doing homeless work. And so basically just shows that, hey, God is working in all of these aspects. And we have campers who are all over the place as far as, like, what they want to do for their life vocationally. And I think it really helps them to see, oh, wait a minute, I can be a doctor and still be a missionary, or I can be a construction worker and still engage in missions through my, through my church. And so I think missions education is that, is that huge thing. Uh, the, other, the other part I think we do is uh, we encourage our staff to get involved in missions. We have a goal. I should take a step backwards. Most of our staff guys come for multiple years, uh, two to three years, four years is kind of the average. And so we have a goal to provide a missions opportunity for every one of our staff guys by the end of their second summer. So last year, for example, I think we sent staff guys on 14 different mission wow. opportunities. That was both uh, within the state and domestically and internationally. And we're fortunate that we have some uh, a source of funding that is 100% exclusively donated, uh, just dedicated, not donated, but dedicated just for missions and missions education. So uh, that gives us some freedom to to send some guys and get some experiences that they, they don't have elsewhere. That's really good. Yeah, and we've, we've been a part of that. We've seen that. And uh, Alex and I have served on mission teams. And uh, sent, you, you took multiple staff guys to the same place we've been in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think that's a great thing. Tandem and hey, hey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, uh, and, and again, in that time period in life where that's just such an important part Absolutely. of what you're going to do to, to get out of our context and see the gospel advancing in other places opens your worldview and says, okay, God's moving in big ways. Exactly. Yeah, I'm going to jump in real quick. Just to, um, I was a summer staffer uh, uh, 10, 13, 14 years ago. 
here at Camp McCall. And I remember God used Camp McCall and the missions opportunities here to really galvanize that calling to the mission field for me. Yeah. And so just to echo what you just said, that's absolutely true. I mean, it was the same thing for me. I, I did two trips here on staff my first go around, one to Washington State and one to Kenya. And, and like we've heard from both of us and so many other people, that really set our staff and former staff just on a path that we hope continues through their, through our, through their life, right? Our goal is kind of to, to engage the larger Camp McCall community, whether that's campers or, or staffers or even dads, which is something we're working on, yeah. uh, to, to be involved in that, in that mission field. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. Um, so, yeah, since we, we kind of, with this podcast, we're aiming at the local church and how that shapes our thinking. Uh, we are up on the mountain, uh, we are not, you know, at a church, we're at a camp. Yeah. But what you're doing obviously has a big impact on the local church. So I just wanted to ask about that kind of from your perspective. How does Camp McCall connect to the local church? So as we said earlier, Camp McCall is owned and operated by the South Carolina Baptist Convention, which is uh, an organization comprised of the 2,100 Southern Baptist churches in South Carolina. So I think you can... It's not too much of a stretch to say that we work for the local church. Right. I mean, that's that's you know in in the organization plan. That's kind of who we work for, and and you know we're kicking around kind of a new mission statement as well. And although it's not one hundred percent confirmed, I think we're we're leaning heavy towards it. And it's basically that that we're working with SEBC churches, South Carolina Baptist Convention churches, to help evangelize, disciple, and mentor the next generation. Mm-hmm. And so we realize once again that after our camp experience in the summer those campers go back to the local church mm-hmm. that you know so anything we can do to help in that anything we can do to help them with missions uh, traditionally for 50 some odd years our work with the local church was just summer camp over the last five or six years maybe a decade we've branched out to where we are hosting more groups especially in the fall some in the in the, in the spring but mainly in the fall a lot of very traditional youth groups Church staffs, men's groups come here for a retreat uh, to get away. So we are hosting more and more of that. We're sending more and more of our guys out to help student ministry do stuff, whether it's a Disciple Now weekend or just mm-hmm. do worship. Uh, we're, we're seeing more and more of that of where we can support the local church. Uh, we tell pastors all the time, basically anything we can do to, to support them. We have pastors locally, say maybe Greenville or Anderson or Spartanburg, they need to do their sermon planning. They just they just come up and get away. Uh, basically, there's not there's not a hard limit as to what our involvement in the local church is. Uh, if, if a church calls us up and says, "Hey, can you guys help us with blank?" the answer is almost always, "Yeah, we can we can figure that out." Somehow. <laughs> that's good. And that's one thing. Um, when I, I came on last year, back up the camp, I was excited about. You know, I kind of view. Camp McCall's existence a lot like, say, a seminary. Like you said, a, a parachurch organization. is The seminaries exist to serve the local churches. And uh, that's the way Camp McCall... And it, Camp McCall doesn't do it the same way as a seminary. But we exist to serve the local church. And I'm glad to be a part of that. Yeah, I think that's a powerful form of ministry because uh, you know, as a local church, we do important things, but we can't do everything. And there are certain times where I think you can step out, and seminary is a good connection, stepping out of the local church in order to be better equipped for something like that. And I can think of different camp experiences I had, both as a camper, as a staffer, that 
it, stepping out of your routine right. can is a way that God can really move that yeah. and, uh, in a powerful way. I, I think it was up at Ridgecrest or something. Mm-hmm. Some staffer at some point said, um, you know, a change of place yeah. and a change of pace can lead to a change of perspective. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really powerful. And that's certainly been the case in my own testimony. So. Yeah. Yeah. If anything, we wish that we were a little bit closer sometime to town because we realize we're, we're kind of in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it took you an hour to get here. Yeah. So especially in, in the last couple of months with coronavirus, we felt like we were a little bit handicapped or handcuffed, not handicapped, because we were so far removed from everything. Sometimes yeah. it'd be nice to be a little bit closer to provide a little more hands-on support, but... But Which is good and bad, right? Right. Because you come up here and you don't have a cell phone signal, right? Right. right. Which is a blessing sometimes. <laughs> it depends, yeah. right? Right. All right. So um, this next question kind of hits a little bit uh, more personal. So, Spinner, what has been? What do you think has been the greatest impact on your life from Camp McCall? Very dramatic pause there. <laughs> uh, I, I, would, I think it would, I would say probably three things. I would say that camp is where I became an adult. Uh, mm-hmm. I came here as a 17-year-old who just graduated from high school. And <clears throat> it's really where I grew up physically and emotionally and socially and most importantly, spiritually. Uh, and I came back every year for, for nine summers and... McCall was a, was a, is an integral part of, of my faith journey. And so I think this, this is where I really became an adult. And I know from conversations that's not just something exclusive for me, but I think that's probably the first thing. The second thing, I think this is where I really uh, accepted my faith as, as my own. I was fortunate to grow up in a, in a family with strong parents who were believers, and we were very active in the church. Uh, but... This is really where, when I came here, I thought, hey, you know what, I really need to, to think, like, is this, is this what I believe, or is it what I believe because I've heard it from my parents, or I've heard yeah. it from the pulpit every, every you know, week of my life. And so I think this is where, the second big thing I would say is this is where I, I really accepted my faith as my own. Then the third thing for me is, uh, I think camp, working here at camp specifically, gave me a sense of, of calling. Uh, I've, we spent, uh, my wife and I, Ginger, who works here full-time, uh, we've spent almost 30 years now in, in outdoor ministry, um, even a, a little brief 12-year hiatus in the Navy. We were still super active in, in other outdoor ministries. And so I think camp has provided a sense of calling for me in the sense that, that outdoor ministry is a way to to help expand the kingdom of God and connect a local church and, and do that as well. Is there anything else you want to say? Uh, yeah, I could, I could talk all day about camp, right? Because it's the thing I'm most passionate about in life. Being, and I live here, so I, I live and breathe yeah. it 24 hours a day. I think the biggest thing for us is, you know, camp has been a place where for 50-some-odd years it was, it was just summer camp. And so now we are really making the pivot to where we, we feel like God is leading us to have ministry happen here all year round. Mm-hmm. And so, yep. you know, we have some limitations because mainly this place was built as a as an all male, uh, just summer cap uh, summer camp, and so you know we've been we've been working hard for the last five years to kind of 
to change our facilities and upgrade those facilities and yeah. what's what's appropriate for a group of fifth grade boys might not be <laughs> appropriate for a group of I don't know adult women uh, but we feel like that's where that's where God is, is leading camp uh, where ministry happens year round and so it's an exciting time to be here and just see how God is uh, is moving and continuing to, to work in the ministry here that's great all right you ready to wrap this up yeah that's a good list we dove deep personally and overview of Camp McCall. Spinner, it's been a privilege. Absolutely. Thank Glad you for taking time. Our pleasure. Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely enjoyed this one. Yeah, that's good. All right, the way we like to end is that until next time, dwell on our infinite God. Amen.